From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to Monday. It is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your first word in sports. Oh, what a day to uh, talk sports, man. We could, we could probably go at this for five or six hours, but... They tell us we've got two hours to do this, so let's get it going fast and furious. Good morning to Ward Whites. How are we? Outstanding. Ryan, how are we doing? Doing well. Happy Monday. Indeed. Lots to do, lots to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some high school football, some college football. I'm telling you, Saturday was wacky. I mean, flat out wacky in college football. Uh, and I didn't watch a ton of the NFL yesterday. I had it on the red zone, and I was flipping back and forth between the red zone and the the golf, the President's Cup. Actually, I I enjoyed watching the golf yesterday, so I was kind of doing a little bit of both uh, yesterday. We got the Cowboy game tonight. We're going to uh, we're going to be over at Buffalo Wild Wings in the Central Texas Marketplace today during the Matt Mosley Show, four to six. Hanging out there and with uh, our pregame, <laughs> that's it'll be our pregame. So uh, there you go. Anyway, everybody okay? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're sign language in here and everything. We got to teach Ryan the radio sign language. Yeah, you know, take two and hit it to right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, UMHB a big win. Yes, big win. I was listening Saturday evening, and uh, it was tight early, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was. Um, it just it reminded me a little bit of the Stag Bowl, you know, because well, North Central took the opening kickoff back for for six. But it didn't really phase UMHB. Kind of the same way Harden Simmons took the opening kickoff and got across the 50, short field. Three plays later, they're in the end zone. Three running plays later, they're in the end zone. Wow. And UMHB just never really blinked. Went down, got a field goal, stalled in the red zone, and then came back, got another field goal, and then all of a sudden kind of took over the game after another Big play by uh, Harden Simmons and then got a couple of turnovers and here they go. Just went about their business and pulled away. So, big, big, big win. Did, did, I, I, You know, if you had told me when we had got in the car and headed for Abilene that it was going to end up like that, I would have probably giggled at you. Said, I don't, I don't know what you did last night, but you need to. <laughs> yeah, you, you. I'm assuming you didn't see 70 points between the two teams. Absolutely not. No. No. There's there's no way I would have I would have believed that that would have would have been the case. 
did the uh, did the cowboy fans come out in force? It was packed house, sold out house. Really? Yeah, it was good atmosphere. They had uh, stands on the end zone down by the jumbotron. Uh, people were standing in the end on both end zones. The UMHB crowd showed up in full on on UMHB side, and there wasn't a seat on uh, Harden Simmons side. That's good. Outstanding stuff. Yeah, it was it was very outstanding. I mean, they it was thirteen thirteen in early in the second quarter, and then UMHB got the field goal, and then Harden Simmons came back and went back on top, and then all of a sudden. Brandon Jordan scores, and then a scoop and score from uh, Johnny Ryder Smith on a 25-yard fumble, and then the next ensuing offensive series, another scoop and score, and they go in the locker room 36-20. to And I, I, to me, the biggest deal coming out of the locker room, they go on a seven-minute drive, put it in the end zone. It, it was ball game there in the third quarter. That's a huge win. Big win. Towards winning a uh, conference championship. Well, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless that was for the conference championship yeah, in, all, in everybody's mind. Right. I mean, it really was. And so uh, unless you completely fall apart or, you know, I, I don't see it coming up any other way. And, and not only as you and I talked last week, Tom, it was, it was for playoff seating too. I mean, the loser of this game. Maybe outers at least on the road. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. No so, doubt. And so, so, yeah, that was a huge win. Speaking of huge wins, how about Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears? How about going mm-hmm. into Ames and getting it done? Not only getting it done, it, at one point they're running them out of the gym. Yeah, that was that was big. Now, Iowa State, to their credit, got back in the game, and they made it interesting, especially with that onside kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we used to do that as a kid, the the old watermelon, you know, put it on the ground. Well, that thing was spinning around and bopping around and all that kind of stuff. But uh, just, I mean, a, and I know that you're saying, well, that you, they got back in the game. Well, yeah, they got back in the game and they had to do all this other stuff. That's because Baylor had built a nice lead uh, and played well. And I thought I thought Baylor was very aggressive, in the, particularly in the second half. I thought they came out and – and, and really asserted themselves, particularly offensively in the second half. Hey, Ward, you know this as well as anybody. When you make somebody one-dimensional. Well, that's what you want to do. And that's what they did. They, Iowa State could not run the ball. I think they had 67 yards. I'll look it up in a minute. I got the stats. I actually printed the stat sheets this morning. Uh, but six, I did. I was tired of looking for it. I think uh, 67 yards on 27 carries. Come on now. 66. Okay. So you were right there. Yep. See, my in my hand right here <laughs> is the, uh, are the numbers. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's and, and, you know, Brock, we were worried about Jarrell Brock. He, he had 73 yards on 14 carries. Uh, he played well, but, you know, not great. But when you, uh, when you force him to throw – Deckers threw 36 times in the football game. Mm-hmm. And Blake Shapin threw 26. So, uh, there, you know, and, and again, I, I just thought the way the Bears played, I mean, to me, they answered the call 
after that BYU game. Take Texas State out of the equation. Well, yeah, you have to. But after the after the BYU game, I think they answered the call. They got their first two takeaways. Well, Decker got, throws his first two interceptions. Yeah, and then they got another fumble too. Yeah. So three take three turnovers. You, when you win that battle, make somebody one dimensional mm-hmm. and, and play pretty aggressively, particularly in the second half. I thought I thought they I thought they came out throwing in the third quarter, uh, and a lot of times you run to, you know and that sets up the pass. Well, I think they threw it and set up the run, and. I think they found, I think they found their their, and I know you're not supposed to lose your job because of an injury, but I don't know how you take Reese out of the out of the football game. Richard Reese was he was I thought he was terrific. He runs hard, man. He does, uh, and I know he's small, but man, he runs hard. He's uh, he's he's a he's a guy I like back there. And, mm-hmm. and then they had certain plays for fleeks. For squirrel, uh, you know, f- for all of them, uh, even, even Quaylen Jones. I mean, this is what I think they're going to be. I, I think they started to find their identity offensively. They're going to use three or four running backs based off of down and distance where they are on the field and in, in the in the personnel package. I think they're going to they're going to do some different things. It was a terrific game. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in a few minutes. Have you ever seen games go like they were? I thought Texas was about to get on the bus because they had put Tech away. They put them away. But Tech said, no, you didn't. <laughs> and, and, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> and came back and played. I mean, that, what, a, what a wild – they and they and they earned it. I mean, they won the football game because they played every stinking down hard, even when they were down, and it, it they just kept playing. And then Texas goes with 38 seconds and goes and kicks a field goal. And you're like, are you kidding me already? And got it to overtime. And then you know, you you know what happened in OT. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Have you ever seen a more a crazier finish? with that field goal than you saw in the Arkansas A&M game. It hit the top of the upright. Didn't hit the upright. It hit on top of the upright and and clanked out. Or Arkansas wins that game. And then, of course, you saw the the fumble. I'm I'm sure it's been on ESPN a million times where Arkansas's quarterback is going in, reaches the ball out, and if he scores, it's 21-7 Arkansas, and, you know, they're in pretty good shape. But he fumbles. Guy gets the football, runs down the sideline. He's about to be tackled, and he hands off to another guy, and he runs the, the what, 70 yards for the touchdown? It's, so instead of being 21-7, it's, it's 14-13 because A&M missed the extra point. I mean, just wild stuff. You had, you know, Wake Forest nearly beating Clemson. How about Miami? Does that make that A&M win <laughs> a little less? Yeah. That's their first win ever against a top 25 team. Wow. Middle Tennessee State. So we got a lot to get into today. We'll we'll do it, and uh, we welcome you to the program as we kickstart a Monday. It's 11 minutes after 7. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, 
It's the Go Gold Big 12 Conference Opener for the Bears, hosting Oklahoma State at McLean Stadium. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. Bears, Cowboys, this Saturday from McLean Stadium with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. Here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear Football, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFIMFO.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. The source for Baylor Athletic News and Information, ESPN Central Texas. Seven fifteen. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. You can join us if you so choose. We'd love to hear from you on the CNC Collision Center text line. That's two five four. 662-1660. We're in the Allen Samuel Studios. And, uh, Ward, again, uh, we're, we'll jump into this Baylor game a little bit. But uh, I, I thought, one, Blake Shapin played well. 19 of 26, took care of the football. Let me say that again. He took care of the football. 
uh, no interceptions, and just and just threw for 238 yards. Uh, and they they attempted to go down the field, and they did go down the field. His longest completion was 40 yards, but they they sent the message that they'll that they're going to do some things. And uh, in the I just thought I you know we get a highlight package from John. He's kind enough to send us a highlight package, uh, and I just thought this play was fun. Taylor at 99 yards rushing on the day. Reese with 10, a first down. Here's the reverse. Oh! And the flea flicker. Back to Shapin. Oh, in the end zone. Wide open is Gavin Holmes. The reverse flea flicker for the touchdown by the Bears. <laughs> when he said he was wide open, he means, did you watch the game, yes, Brian? I saw that play live when I was here working the Texas game. It, he, not within... 25 yards behind the secondary. No one was near him. I'm telling you, man, he was wide open. And you know, Ward, it's when when a lot of guys touch the ball on a play, the play t- has a tendency <laughs> not to go so well. Uh, in fact, I saw one the other day, maybe in yesterday in the NFL game. It, it, they, it just didn't – had too many people touching the football. But Baylor executed it perfectly. Got the touchdown – it was just a fun play, but uh, again, I thought defensively they took them. They took the run game away. I, I, Iowa State became one-dimensional. Uh, there were some crazy penalties early in the game, and Matt Campbell went sideways on a couple of them. The, I will say this: there was. I thought one was pretty clear, and then I thought one was pretty questionable. Uh, but you know you got to be able to overcome stuff like that. You have to and play through it. And their coach is going nuts. So I don't know. It's uh, it it, it was just kind of weird to see him. I mean, he. I know you got to defend your team and 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 send the message and all. I get all that stuff. But at some point, it was just I don't know. Well, again, I the uh, the Bears win the game and and after the game, John, JJ, and Ricky visiting with. Uh, with uh, Coach Aranda uh, on the post game, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network and Learfield. I thought this was one of the um, more uh, scaled down, simpler, uh, really innovative plans. A lot of credit to Coach Grimes and that, and you know his offensive staff. And I thought they really, um, you know, tried to be able to get our guys to play fast and play confident. That has been a challenge with some of the youth um, and the road environments and all of it. And so to do that, I think, was was a big, big key. And then, you know, I thought that uh, guys rose to the occasion. And uh, I thought Blake played well. I thought Richard ran the ball well. I thought, you know, receivers made uh, contested catches when they needed to. It was good to see. Did you see uh, the growth that you wanted to in your guys playing in this type of environment, maybe compared to the BYU game? There, there was, you know, I think the, the issue that came up here was when you get a lead and really a two score lead, you could feel the energy change. Um, and so up seven, it felt one way up 10, it felt another. And there was just more looking at scoreboards, more smiling, more jokes and that. And, um, you know, that was something that uh, didn't really catch on to until uh, the end of that second half with the score that they made. And so. That was a big adjustment going into the, the third and fourth quarter. That happens mm-hmm. when, when you build a lead. Uh, and, and, you know, it's – I think that's human nature for players to kind of let up, maybe take their foot off the gas, so to speak. 
after after they get a two score lead and, and you feel like you know maybe we're in pretty good shape here you you tend to lose some you know some of your energy and and some of your intensity but the, you know sometimes yeah yeah so it, it, well it, it, well you and of course you know what he was doing there he was also he was also sending a message this is what we're going to work on next week mm-hmm. i mean that, well, you, it's you a don't constant, want that to happen no no you don't and, and it's always a it, it's a work in progress that never finishes i mean it never finishes now uh from the 254 on our cnc collision center text line the the score would not have been that close without the bogus fumble recovery in the end zone. It was a crazy play. You know, you know the the running back, uh, I, I think it was Brock that was running down the sideline. And the ball gets punched out and goes into the end zone. And I thought out of the end zone. But they said that he went and recovered it before it went out of the back, of the, the, well, the side of the end zone, but out of bounds. And, you know, after review, they they credit with, with the touchdown. Uh just a wacky play, as we had wacky plays throughout the day in college football yesterday, uh, Saturday. That was one of the things I got to do. I just kind of hunkered down in the man cave and, and watched college football all day into the evening. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, good win for the Bears. I, all, and I, I hate saying that. And I said, I swore I'd never say that again. They're all good. Any win's a good win. I don't care what, I don't care what the score is, but, uh, I think that was a, a, a win where you could start to see this team starting to take shape and what what they're going to be about. And look, there were 60,000 people going going nuts, and it, it it looked like it was rocking. I mean, you know, we obviously weren't there, and we, we could only hear you know, how the TV broadcast went, but it looked like it looked. I mean, didn't you think, Ron, watching the game on TV? It looked no, like it was, I a, mean, pack, it was it, a packed house in Ames for sure. Well, I'm, I'm talking about just the just how it looked like they were just you know, it was a college football. Game. I mean, mm-hmm. there was fifty eight thousand plus going sideways. So yeah, I, I just good stuff. Uh, is it? It looked like it was just one of those atmospheres where they handled it well. I mean, and Ward, I don't think. I'm trying to remember if they had a false start penalty. I mean, they they used the clap system, and I, I thought I thought if they did, it was just one. I mean, I, I I'm trying to remember. I, I'll have to go back. We're gonna have Jerry Hill on here in a couple of minutes, and he was there, and we'll we'll, we'll ask him. But I'm trying to remember if they had a false start penalty in the game. I, they didn't I, have many penalties at all. Yeah, I I don't recall seeing one, but I mean, it was loud there, so it could have happened. But I, I I don't recall it. I'm looking on our three hand, for thirty. Yeah, handy dandy stat sheet here, three for thirty. Uh, and I'm just trying to remember if they had a false start. I I think they handled all of that stuff. You know, remember they had what fourteen or something like that against BYU, and, and they were three for thirty. They they had fewer penalties than than their their buddies across the the field. The, their host, the Cyclones of Iowa State. So it was just. I, I thought it was a well-played, clean, well-executed football game. And, and make no mistake about it, uh, Cyclones are good. They're going to win some games. That was a good football team they beat. A good football team. All right, uh, seven twenty-three. It is a uh, it's a Monday in progress, and uh, we will uh, we're, we're going to get to Jerry Hill coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll also, boy, 
Uh, I think we all did. We all struggle in our high school pickums. Yeah, there's only one person that went over five hundred. <laughs> one over five hundred. Mm. Who might that be? Me. Pencil whipping the scorecard yeah. again. Yeah, he is pencil whipping the scorecard again. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll um. We'll get to that in, in just a few minutes. Right now, uh, we're in the Alan Samuels studio this morning, and we are presented uh, by Alan Samuels Dodd Chrysler Jeep Ram and brought to you in part by Circle Drug at 3211 Robinson Drive. They're locally owned, independent, and just a terrific pharmacy. Again, for me personally, I mean, there's a million ways to do business with Circle Drug. That's what they're about. They're about customer service and making it easy on on you, the customer. You can have it delivered to you at your home or office. They'll bring it out to you if, you know, you park under the awning and they'll run it out to you. You can walk up to the to the window if you so choose. Uh, you can go through the drive-thru. And if, if you're like second or third in line, they're going to come out and take care of you right there. They're, you're, they're not going to make you wait to get to the window. They'll, they'll come to you out, out at your vehicle. I mean, that's just what they do. But I prefer to go in because a lot of times I got questions. I want to talk to the pharmacist about this, that, or the other. And uh, so you can have a conversation with with the pharmacist right there at Circle Drug. They know who you are, you know, and and most of the time they know your name. And, 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 hey, it's just, you just get a, I, I saw the other day, I was at the grocery store, and no disrespect to those guys, but there was a line of cars and there was a bunch of people in line inside. There's no way you're getting that personal that personal touch and that personal treatment when there's so many people trying to get to trying to get to the the counter for for their their medications. But at Circle Drug, I promise you're going to get that personal touch. And they, as we mentioned, they've got the the free delivery and all that good stuff. They also uh, they also have they'll take care of you as far as your vaccines are concerned. They uh, have. Uh, prescription compounding, diabetic shoes and inserts. It just it, it is a complete pharmacy. They're open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 to 2. Check them out. It's a Circle Drug. And here's the phone number, by the way. If you got a question, you need to call them, 662-0774, 662-0774. Circle Drug. Hey everyone, with the Game Day Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales with the team in New Jersey, where tonight the Cowboys take on the undefeated Giants. C.D. Lamb tells you what Michael Gallup's return to the offense means for the Cowboys right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. 
The Cowboys have dominated the Giants in recent years, but this trip to the Meadowlands for tonight's Monday night football matchup has a little different feel. The Giants under new head coach Brian Dayball are undefeated and have a healthy Saquon Barkley to lead the league's top rushing attack. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are getting some help on offense. Cooper Rush, who starts tonight at quarterback in place of Dak Prescott, will be able to look towards Michael Gallup, who's getting reps for the first time since tearing knee ligaments last January. The Cowboys' top receiver, C.D. Lamb, tells you what Gallup's return means for the passing attack. Excitement is going to give you a lot of passion. Uh, the energy is building in the room, and uh, you know I'm excited for what's to come. Kickoff tonight is 7:15 Central. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Today's Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check them out today at RichardCar.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five of the AP poll. Oklahoma State stays at nine. Baylor up one spot after their win over Iowa State. Oklahoma down 12 spots to 18 after their loss to Kansas State. Kansas State in at 25. Texas falls out of the top 25 after their loss to Texas Tech. UMHB rolls past Harden-Simmons on the road 50-20. to 20. The crew is up one spot to number four, and Harden-Simmons drops to number 10 in the D3 poll. NFL Players Association want a review of the concussion protocol after Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa returned to the game quickly in the Dolphins' win over the Bills. Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football tonight versus the Giants. Get ready for the game with Tom Barfield for a pregame from 4 to 6 at Buffalo Wild Wings, live on ESPN Central Texas. Then hear all the action of the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. All right, 7.30, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Jerry Hill, good morning. Hey, how about your your own little personal intro? Man, I was uh, I was jamming to that. That's that's pretty good stuff there, Tommy. You um not everybody gets that. You know that, right? I mean you have oh, yeah. you have to earn that. It's like it's like that letterman's jacket. You have to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I appreciate it. If, whether I earned it or not, I appreciate it. Well, I mean, it was close. Friday, we're in a, yeah. we're in a closed-door meeting, you know, trying to yeah. vote playoff, no playoff, Jerry Hill, right. jacket, no jacket, intro, no intro. I mean, it was right. a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let, let's uh, let's dive into this thing. Uh, just First of all, what was the atmosphere like? 58,000, and it looked like, it looked like they were yeah. rocking and rolling. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't a sellout because, I mean, it looked like there weren't hardly any seats left. And then you had 
um, both of the berms completely filled. So uh, it was great. I mean, and it, it's, it's typical there. I mean, and I can't remember if you've been there, Tommy, but uh, it's crazy because it's, it's probably the best. And we, I think we talked about this. It's probably the best tailgating area you'll go to. And literally like 30 minutes before the game, there is, it looks like there's hardly anybody in the stands other than maybe the students um, that had gotten in early. But uh, other than that, there's nobody. And then it just fills up, but yeah, it was great atmosphere. Um, It did get, quiet some when it got to 31 14 but uh yeah it was a great crowd do you do you feel like the bears answered the call when it comes to trying to take care of some of the things that that didn't go well at, at BYU handling the crowd handling the travel handling you know you know playing with with the proper uh right. mindset you know over you know not not committing a lot of penalties and all that kind of stuff yeah, I think uh, you know. I thought it was about as clean a game as you're going to find. Um, yeah. Hey, did they have a false start? I don't think they I, did. I, did I they? Trying to think. I don't think they did. There were only three penalties, and the last one, I think, was a personal foul in the fourth quarter. So they had had before then they had had two penalties for 15 yards. I know there was a five, but I, I think it was something else. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, and the, you didn't have the false starts. Just you know the uh, the pre-snap penalties or what really gets them. So, you know, having three penalties for 30 yards and Iowa State obviously had some big penalties, particularly there early that, that helped Baylor, but, uh, and Matt Campbell was not very happy about those, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a clean game, no turnovers, uh, three penalties. Um, and you just, you kind of took what the defense gave you. Um, you know, coach Aranda talked about it after the game that, uh, they kind of flipped the script and, and passed to run, um, you know, and had some quick passes to kind of get that going and soften it up a little bit. And then you got the running game going. It never, never really broke open or anything other than that one touchdown run by Reese, but you kept moving the chains. You know, I look at that last drive right before um, Iowa State got the ball back and, and Baylor got a couple of first downs, used up like four, four and a half minutes just running the ball. Um, so that's, that's kind of what a winning team does. Now, if they'd gotten one more first down, they might've run the clock out, but, you know, great job by them late in the game to, you know, kind of eat up some of that clock and, and, uh, cut down on Iowa state's chances of the comeback. How big was that third quarter drive? 93 yards and taking off, uh, a good bit of clock, a good bit of the time on the clock in that five minutes there to put them 24 to 14 up by 10 Right. Did that really kind of take the win out of Iowa State sales for a moment? Yeah, I thought it did. I mean, that was a big one because, like you said, they were backed up to their own seven-yard line. Um, Gavin Holmes had let a punt hit, and it rolled back to the seven. But, uh, you know, Baylor, again, just kind of um, it mixed it up some in that drive. Um, but it was it was just – it was a great drive, and, they, and that was that one that Reese finished off with the 19 yard run, um, great blocking on that play. If you watch it, but Reese, he runs so hard, he hits the hole and then he runs hard and he ran through a couple of tacklers. So, um, yeah, that was big. Cause you know, it puts you up, uh, you know, double digits again and kind of gave you a little bit of a cushion going into the fourth quarter. Um, adding that score there, uh, early in the fourth quarter, obviously helped too. But I, I think that drive, um, you know, that, that, time-consuming drive 10 plays 93 yards five minutes that really kind of 
you know, I think it did kind of take the sails out of uh, or take the wind out of the sails for Iowa State and really gave Baylor, you know, a leg up going into that fourth quarter. You mentioned pass to run. I, I, and, mm-hmm. and again, it's it's hard to tell when you're watching it on television, but it looked like Baylor was intent on uh, in, on throwing the football in the third quarter. Like they came out of the locker room and said, hey, we're going to right. throw the football and we're going to send the message. I think they threw it 10 times in the third quarter. And I'm telling you, yeah. I think early in that in that third quarter, they, they're going to throw the football. Yeah, and, and what you like too, Tommy, is because they really hadn't done a whole lot of it in three games, was they, they were th- taking some mm-hmm. deep shots too. You know, they, they were finding um, holes in the middle, but, you know, Shapin was taking some shots downfield too. And, and you don't have to complete all those, but, you know, just throw a little bit to kind of loosen up the defense. Send the message. And know that that threat is there, and that's, that's what they did. When you look at how Baylor's defense was able to turn Iowa State into a one-dimensional team and, and really take away some stuff from them, force them into doing something they may not be as comfortable doing, how big was that for this defense? Yeah, and and they have done it, you know, every game really. I mean, because no team has rushed for ninety yards on them yet, which is crazy. Um, you know, they clearly have a great run defense. I think the pass defense is still coming. Um, but they, yeah, they did. I mean, Iowa State is a good running team, mm-hmm. and they just completely took it away. I mean, you know, I know that uh, uh, Coach Campbell had said some stuff about well, the situation in the game took away the running. I don't, I don't agree with that because Baylor took away the run, and then you had to pass. But yeah, I, I thought, I thought Baylor completely shut them down because if you look at it, they, they wound up with 66 yards, 37 were on that one play you know, where the ball got um, knocked loose at the one-yard line and he got it back in the end zone. So you take away that, and they had less than 30 yards rushing. Yeah, so, I mean, he, uh, he he threw it 36 times and twice to, yeah. to Baylor players. Right, right. And and that's not what Iowa State wants to do. I mean, even under even under Coach Campbell, they they don't like to have to pass the ball like that, and they did. I mean, and, and they did have some success there in the fourth quarter. Baylor had held them to 171 yards total offense through the first three quarters. Now they had, you know, two really good drives in that fourth quarter, but uh, yeah, until then they really had done nothing most of the day other than, you know, a couple of the scoring drives in the first half, you take away those two scoring drives and they did nothing. Do, do you feel like, uh, and I know Dave talked about it in the post game, uh, coach Aranda, do you feel like that maybe they, they did kind of take their foot off the gas once they got that two score lead and, that aided Iowa State in getting back in the football game because clearly they were they were getting back in the football game. Yeah, I mean, I think when Baylor scored um, their last touchdown, there was like nine and a half minutes to go. So really, you only did that. There was one three and out after that, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, that one drive there late. You know, I don't think they took the foot off the gas. They were just trying to eat up the clock, and they did. They had four and a half minute drive, just didn't. You know, if they again, if they had gotten one more first down, they'd have been able to run out the clock because Iowa State had also had to use two of its three timeouts there. So, yeah, I I don't know that they necessarily took the foot off the gas. Well, that, that may be not be the right thing to yeah, say. He, yeah. Maybe lose a little focus or something because he right. talked about it. You know, the the sideline, the 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 atmosphere on the sideline changed once they got the two score lead. Yeah, but I think that was more in the first quarter what he was talking about because he was. 
yeah, he was saying that they were like happy and stuff and, you know, look at what we're doing, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that changed at half. They, that I, I think they got their attention at halftime and you saw how they came out. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that was the case there in the fourth quarter as much as I, you know, I give Iowa state credit because Baylor kind of did what it had to do. Like I said, they had the one three and out. Um, but you know, other than that, they really, um, they really did the job. I mean, particularly, uh, you know, again, they, they scored that last touchdown <clears throat> with nine and a half minutes to go. So yeah, you, you, you took care of business. I thought in the fourth quarter, you just, you know, they, you can't let them score like that. Um, but you know, I, again, I think the offense did what it needed to do. I, I liked in, and I know that you eventually would like to see somebody, take over and win that starting running back job. But the way they handled it, 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 I mean, Mm -hmm. by packages and, and, you know, down in distance and and whatever else, you know, the criteria was, I like the way they used the the three guys that they used in Reese and Williams and and Quaylen. And then where does Tay fit into all of this? Because uh, Reese is kind of, you know, he's kind of, you know, stepped forward a little bit here. Yeah, he's carried. Uh, you know, if I if my math is right, and it's not always, but I think he's carried forty times in the last two games. So I think he's kind of taken over that. You know, we talked about it last week. I think he's taken over that RB one job. Um, but yeah, they did mix it in, and then um, there was a play there early. I think it was on the first drive where they uh, threw to Josh Leaks mm-hmm. on fourth down. So again, mixed him in there a little bit too. Not a lot. Um, but used him, used Quaylen a little bit. Uh, Squirrel Williams, I thought, ran hard. And that was a thing, you know, they weren't going to get big chunks against Iowa State. Iowa State's defense is pretty dang good. Um, but, yeah, they did just enough. You know, they moved the chains. They, you know, they got the three, the four, sometimes even two. You know, just get, uh, you know, Blake Chapin talked about it after the game that the the running backs really worked hard on falling forward. That's how you get the extra, you know, yard or two. Don't don't get stood up. Don't don't get pushed back. Just fall forward, and you can get two or three yards. And I think that's what they did a lot of times. And then, like I said, they had the one, you know, breakout run by um, uh, by Richard Reese. And then I think Craig had uh, had a ten yard run as well. But for the most part, it was just those bits and pieces that they were getting just to kind of keep moving the chains. And that's a great point. They they rarely played behind the chains. They were ahead of the chains most most of the afternoon. Absolutely, and that's why you only had Isaac Powers punting three times. Uh, and I don't think he punted till like maybe late in the second because they scored on their first three possessions, and all of them were long drives. One of them was a field goal. But you, you got late in the second quarter before Baylor even punted. All right, Jerry. Now they got to turn their attentions to the uh, to the Cowboys as they, and that's the cra- You know, that's the thing in this league. You you beat a really good team. Now you got to go play another really good team. So the Cowboys are coming in Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and they've had a week off. You know, I I didn't realize that was a schedule until I kind of went into last week, and I'm like, wait, they've got a bye week before they play Baylor. But you know, it's just the way the schedule fell. Um, but you know, they've, they've had a pretty easy time in their games. They haven't played a a road game yet. This is their first road game. So I think it'll be a good test for them as well. But yeah, like you said, I I think this weekend showed, man, there are no easy ones. No, I, it it was crazy. I mean, you know, uh, Kansas state beating Oklahoma at Oklahoma tech beating Texas in in overtime. I mean, it, it, it really was. And, you know, I think, 
TCU beating SMU, uh, West Virginia beating Virginia Tech. This was a good weekend for the Big 12. Uh, maybe not a good weekend for the uh, SEC-bound teams, but this was really a good weekend for the conference and showed, I think, kind of the balance and just the depth of the league, I think. And don't forget about those undefeated Jayhawks. Man, I, I, Tommy, I appreciate you saying that because now they're 4-0. Yep. They beat an undefeated Duke team. I know that didn't get a lot of attention, but, hey, Kansas is 4-0. They're two wins away from bowl eligibility, and it's been a minute since they've been there. I think it was 9 when they were last in a bowl, um, and I – I just I think they're going to do it this year. They uh, they've really shown me something, and they won on the road at West Virginia. So they they're almost kind of like a leg up when you get a win like that on the road. That's what that's what Baylor did Saturday. They got a win on the road in this league. That's going to be hard to do this year. Yeah, it's a great point. They beat West Virginia on the road. They went to Houston, won on the road. Uh, so Kansas right. half right. their wins are, are road wins. Right. No, they're they're rocking and roll. I. I'd certainly had my doubts, but, you know, the way they did that against Houston, you know, coming back against mm-hmm. them when they got down a couple of touchdowns early and, and really kind of dominating that game, uh, that told me something. And then beating an undefeated Duke team, I don't even know who Duke had played. But, you know, again, matter. undefeated <laughs> Power 5 team, yeah. And that's, that's kind of the way with Oklahoma State. You don't really know how good Oklahoma State is because they haven't really played anybody. And like I said, all three of their games have been at home. So, I think this will be this will tell you a lot about them. It'll probably tell you a lot about Baylor too, because you know with that road schedule, you can't really, even though you know Oklahoma State's a top ten team, you can't afford to lose at home. All right, Jerry, uh, what do you got coming up uh, in the Insider? Well, I got a. I'm working on a feature on Eric Rash. Um, he's kind of a behind the scenes guy, but uh, he handles you know like the GP, all the technology stuff uh, that's involved now with uh, strength training and stuff like the GPS that they have on during practice and stuff. And I think even games. So it should be interesting. He's kind of a, you know, mixture of strength coach and science. Um, so I've got that coming up uh, for the next getting to know feature. And, and then another full week of uh, athletics, athletics with volleyball <laughs> and cross country and soccer, all that stuff. So another fun one, Tommy. It's a busy, busy time. So good uh, stuff. Hey, Jerry, appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll see you a little later on today. Hey, let me buy you lunch today, please. You, you know, you've done it enough, Tommy. I think I, I'm going to take care of it today. <laughs> Sounds right. good. All right. <laughs> see, see you later. Jerry Hill from right. the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. 746, we're 14 away from 8. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Stoke Field headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Get asked why it was the best team you played on. They, they, everybody thinks it was the 80 season because we won the Southwest Conference or the 79 because we won the Peach Bowl and beat a good Clemson team that would win the national championship a year or two later. But it really, you got to go back to the 78 team, which in my opinion was better talented than the 79 and 80. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Rising from the hollowed grounds of Scream's Halloween theme park is the ultimate Halloween experience. Make your way through five haunted houses, plus see what's new for 2022. It's the Bootleggers Bayou, the Cool Ghoul Boulevard, stage shows, and a new pub. Plus, don't miss Scaryoke, the Scream's DJ, games of skill, food, and more. Details and data tickets only at ScreamsPark.com. 
of people when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Heart of Texas Shooting Center, Waco's premier indoor firing range is open. The state-of-the-art indoor firing range is climate-controlled and open to the public seven days a week. Bring your own firearm or rent one on site. Experienced and knowledgeable instructors are on site to help you get the most out of your shooting experience. For more information, call 254-492-8300 or log on to hotshootingcenter.com. Located at 5040 South Loop 340 in Waco. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five of the AP poll. Oklahoma State stays at nine. Baylor up one spot after their win over Iowa State. Oklahoma down 12 spots to 18 after their loss to Kansas State. Kansas State in at 25. Texas falls out of the top 25 after their loss to Texas Tech. UMHB rolls past Harden-Simmons on the road 50-20. to 20. The crew is up one spot to number four, and Harden-Simmons drops to number 10 in the D3 poll. NFL Players Association want a review of the concussion protocol after Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa returned to the game quickly in the Dolphins' win over the Bills. Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football tonight versus the Giants. Get ready for the game with Tom Barfield for a pregame from 4-6 to six at Buffalo Wild Wings, live on ESPN Central Texas. Then hear all the action of the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This is game day. No, it's not. This is game time. <laughs> On ESPN Central Texas. It is game day. I, it is. You know, for the Cowboys, it is. Cowboys and the Giants coming up tonight. And again, we will be broadcasting live from over at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll start over there around 4 o'clock. Kind of get your, your game face on, get you ready uh, with some great specials and deals and all kinds of fun stuff uh, over there. Or, uh, for the big uh, for the big Monday night game, uh, and we'll get into the Cowboys and the Giants a little later on. Uh, anything wacky in the NFL for you guys? There was a lot wacky in the NFL yesterday. <laughs> I'm telling you, from the it's a crazy day of of crazy plays. How about the Miami punt? It, it, do you you never see that? The butt punt is what they're calling. Well, they can call it whatever they want to, but he just kept backing up. Well, in the in, in, did. In, in all fairness, he didn't back up that far. They were just they didn't have any. They room. didn't have any room, no. so you can't back they, up. They should have told their punter to go rugby style, take a couple of steps, and and kick it sideways and just get it out of there. But they didn't, and I don't know why. But that's 
that's the first thing, thing as a special teams coach when you have it that confined you need to tell your punter hey be aware i need you to kind of kick this sideways get out of there a little bit because you don't have room to just do your normal two steps and and kick and you see why because yeah. the upback's going to be right there with you or if they even get any pressure on you it's going to have a, a a real chance of getting blocked because you're seven yards from the line of scrimmage, really five yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he was, you know, he was, well, I mean, the end zone is what? Yeah, you, the end zone's 10, but 10. by the time he takes his two steps. No, you're he's, right, he's, yeah. He's five. But my goodness, I mean, it, it, you know, so you had that going on, but again, the up back's got to go forward, not backwards. <laughs> but <laughs> he didn't. That's That's the end result <laughs> mm-hmm. but we'll get into all the nfl stuff eagles are undefeated what do we think of the eagles i don't know they're really good uh you know the last time the eagles were undefeated was the i'm trying to think I, they did not win the division the last time they started off 3-0 they did not win the division well, i wouldn't hold my breath on that no they're not gonna win the division <laughs> okay they're all right all right I mean, they beat Washington yesterday. I, I picked them to begin with, so I'm going to stick with it. Me, you, and Ryan can go beat Washington, can't we? They're not very good. Eight points. Well, Ugh. And and they're not very good because who they went and got a quarterback. Sorry. They needed a quarterback. Well, they didn't get one. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Nice. Let, let's let's cover our height. We, we got NFL coming up a little later on in the program, by the way. Let's – uh. Let's cover our high school picks, and it was a bad day all the way around in our picks, but that tells you what 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 we got going on in high school football. You got some good teams and playing, you know, playing a, playing good teams. Yeah, there were some great games in week five last week, and going over our pickums from last week, we started with Temple at Bryan. Temple came out on top, fifty three to nineteen, big win there for the Wildcats. And our second game was Lake Belton at Waco High. Lake Belton took that one forty two to nothing, and University got there. First district win in a long time over Chaparral, forty-two to sixteen. China Spring got their first loss of the year at Dallas Parish Episcopal, twenty-four to sixteen. That was a great ball game. It was well. a terrific game. And then Crawford uh, won their district opener over Rosebud Lot, thirty-five to nothing. I mean, that defense is just still unbelievable. Averaging two points a game. Well, how about that? And then Who does that nobody. You know, after one game, maybe, but I mean, <laughs> we're halfway through the yeah, year. Five games. Yeah. And then a game I was at last Friday night, Robinson at Hillsborough, a great game. Hillsborough won in comeback fashion, 33 27. They had a two score lead, didn't they? Uh, Robinson? Robinson was up 21 to 6 with, yeah. with three minutes left to go in the second quarter. And then Hillsborough stormed back to make it 21 19 at half. And yeah. then second half was all Hillsborough. It was a great comeback for the Eagles. And then. Brownwood at Connolly. Brownwood got a big road win. And then one of the – Well, and, and to be fair, Connolly's missing about five starters yes. right now, They including their quarterback. I mean, they're 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 running thin right now. And if they get them back, they're going to be fine. And when – let me rephrase that. When they get them back, they'll be fine. Then a great game in Class 3A, Cameron Yo at Lorena. Cameron Yo came out on top in the shootout, forty-eight to forty-four. And let me tell you, but I, I I try to follow this game a little bit on while I was working my game. Uh, Cameron built a nice a nice lead, and Lorena fought like crazy to get back in it, only to come up a little bit short. So uh, that's going to be an interesting district the rest of the way. I mean, a interesting district. 
Midway gets their first one of the year against Hutto, 48-37, to improve to a 1-4. And, and then our 10th game from last week, Johnson City, in a close game, takes down Rogers for Rogers' second straight loss, 23-20. to So last week, Ward, you went, you and Aaron went four and six. Tom went five and five, and I went six and four. Pencil whip. So, so this. I don't believe it. So, so the standings through week five. Tom and I are tied for first with an overall of thirty-two and eighteen. Aaron's at third at thirty and twenty, and Ward sits in fourth at twenty-nine and twenty-one. Six and four wins the day, the week. <laughs> that tells you a little bit about us, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh well. All right. about Ryan. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got the pencil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, start taking a picture of my picks. And Aaron picks his on Saturday morning, so I, yeah, I yeah, still can't figure out how he goes forward. These two get in here during a scoreboard show and start circling their picks. Yeah. It's a 756. <laughs> so let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football wins its Big 12 conference opener on the road at Iowa State. That was volleyball and soccer news. Straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Looking for an SUV designed for every adventure? We've got exactly what you need at Allen Samuels in Waco. Stop in today to get your new 2022 Wagoneer. Say big on Series 2 and 3 and get the low APR of 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, you receive $3,500 Conquest bonus cash. Plus, first responders receive an extra $500 off. Drive away in the original American premium SUV from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Baylor Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Go gold with Baylor Athletics and be the gold factor across each of the conference home openers this season. Fans are encouraged to help create a statement and wear exclusive Go Gold apparel from the Baylor Bookstore. Make a visual impact. Get your gold today. Current dates include volleyball versus TCU on September 21st, soccer versus Oklahoma on September 23rd, and football versus Oklahoma State on October 1st. Tickets are available on BaylorBears.com tickets. Go gold and sick'em bears. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football opened Big 12 conference play Saturday with a big, big win on the road in Ames, Iowa, over the Iowa State Cyclones. The Bears, winners over Iowa State, 31-24 the final to run their record to 3-1 on the season and 1-0 in Big 12 conference play. Big game all the way around for the Bears. One of the heroes, senior receiver Gavin Holmes with three catches for 92 yards and a touchdown on the day. 
You've been around a long time, man. I know you appreciate uh, Big 12 Conference road wins like today. Oh, yeah. Every, every win is tough to come by, but especially on the road um, to start off conference play. So I'm just I'm super proud of the guys. We fought hard. And it wasn't easy. I mean, you knew it wouldn't be easy in this environment. Iowa State, you know, fired their best shots at you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think we did a great job this week of preparing. Um, we knew it was going to be a hostile environment. Um, but, you know, we, we, had, we had already played in one. Um, so we kind of knew what to expect. Um, and we just we fought hard and played till the end. I'm, I'm so proud of these guys, man. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Gavin Holmes and the Bears coming off the 31-24 win over Iowa State in Ames. Next up, back home this Saturday for a goal-gold matchup against Oklahoma State. It's a 2.30 kickoff Saturday for the Bears and the Cowboys at McLean Stadium. Also from the weekend, Baylor soccer drops a 2-0 decision to Oklahoma in their Big 12 Conference opener. Volleyball off for the weekend, back in action Wednesday at Iowa State. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. And Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Looking for a high today of 91 degrees, I guess, something like that. Only in Texas uh, does 91 degrees... Is it is it a cold, it's a cold front when it's ninety one degrees? The last couple of days have been wacky, so hot. I mean, just unbelievable. But did I see Ward just looking at the old the old weather forecast that we could see fifty seven, fifty eight degrees for some morning lows? Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Some highs in the low to mid eighties. When do we really get to see the temperature? Where we get some relief permanently. It will, will will that happen by Halloween? I mean, you've seen some so. Halloweens in the nineties. I mean, it's last year was yeah. So, all right, uh, let's uh, let's let's talk some college football. In uh, in again, we'll begin with uh, what went on in the Big Twelve. Jerry alluded to it, but anybody surprised by what's going on in this league? Should we be surprised? Kansas. Yes. Shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to be because they they haven't done it before. Well, they did in the 90s. Yeah. But I'm talking about recent memory. Uh, and, but should we be surprised? That guy, 
he won, he's won some football games everywhere he's gone. Lance Leipold has won everywhere he's been. I mean, he's done a good job. Well, he was at Mountain Union. Yeah. So, in the Big 12, again, playing yeah, the uh, the king of the Thursday night game, West Virginia. They've got another one, by the way, coming up in a couple of weeks against Baylor. Uh, but uh, in the in the Thursday night game, it was West Virginia beating Virginia Tech. Kansas State. Come on now. Are you kidding me? You get beat at home by Tulane? Tulane. Let me say it again. Tulane. <laughs> and then you go on the road to Norman where they never lose? Oklahoma never loses at home. Oklahoma they, has seven losses since 2019. Stop. Seven. Stop. That's stupid insane, isn't it? Three of those are against Kansas State. How wow. about that? But you just got your butt kicked by Tulane. And then you, what a job to rebound and go back in because you, you talk about it all the time. Don't let one become two. There was no way that wasn't going to happen, but it didn't happen. And I'm telling you, man, they, uh, they played well. I watched a lot of that game Saturday night. They played well. I just, and Ward, you got a first year head coach. I don't care if you're at home or not. You're on the you're, you're on the ropes. You got the Texas Longhorns in town, and you're on the ropes. How did Tech do that? Boy, that's that's a that's an impressive win. It's a big time win. That's a signature win, isn't it? Early oh, in his career. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a program changing win. There's no doubt. I mean, that's even though it's at home, I get it. But you found a way to get it done. Just OT. found a way. Crazy, cra- and, and you know, craziness in overtime. But uh, and then, how about Texas getting it to overtime? Tech goes down, kicks the field goal, takes mm-hmm. the lead. I think there was thirty-seven or thirty-eight seconds left, and Texas boom kicks the field goal. We're going to overtime. Texas got the momentum, and Tech makes a play. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was this was a this was a crazy game. Yeah, Texas fumbled on the first play from mm-hmm. scrimmage in overtime. And then, and just right after that, Tech went down the field and kicked the field goal. It was a great finish. Baylor on the road, winning in, in this conference, and we just we just talked about it. Uh, you know, going on the road's tough. And then finally, uh, Oklahoma State was off, and in, in, in TCU played SMU, and they won the crockpot. I mean, Iron Skillet. Oh, Iron Skillet. Sorry, they won. They won <laughs> a, a huge skillet. game. And it's a big win yeah, for Sonny Dykes. It was. It's a huge win. Huge win. So uh it was an interesting day in the league, and it was an interesting day in college football. Did anybody watch did you get to see did anybody see any of the Arkansas A and M game? Mm-mm. No, you were driving. You were traveling. Yeah, whenever the Texas game, whenever I was running, it was in the post game. I had it up on the TV and then Right around the time I was leaving is when that that fumble recovery happened to make it fourteen fourteen. Quarterback is going into the end zone. He's going to make it twenty one to seven in favor of the Hogs. He fumbles because he's sticking the football out, and I've always hated that, by the way, because that's what happens. So he's sticking the football out. It gets knocked out. Ags recover. Run out to about the thirty. They're they're going to be tackled or air at the thirty, and he turns and hands it to a, another guy behind him. And you immediately see the official stick his arm straight out to say that that's a clean handoff. 
uh, to a guy behind him. And then he goes down the sideline, another 70 for the touchdown. Now, they missed the extra point, so Arkansas had a 14-13 lead. But I'm telling you, it changed the whole complexion of the football game. And then Arkansas is going to win the game. They kind of got things back together in the second half, and they're going to win the football game on a, on a field goal. And their kicker, by the way, is outstanding. He's an outstanding kicker. And Wardy kicks the football, and, it, and I've never seen this. He, he, he had so much height on it, it landed on top of the upright. The far right upright, it landed on top of it. The, it was an unbelievable play. And A&M goes on and wins that game. How about how, don't ever see that? No, it lands on top of the goalpost, guys. Uh, how about Wake Forest and Clemson? Uh-huh. Wake Forest played the heck out of Clemson, didn't they? They did. What was that? That was double overtime, I think. Yes, fifty-one forty-five. We talked about A and M. UTEP beating Boise. How about that? Miners are for real. We had UTEP. We were flushing UTEP down the stream. The way they they started the season, mm-hmm. everybody talked about UTEP, UTEP, the, and boy, they went out and started poorly, and we, you know, kind of flushed them on down. Said, you know what, you're, you're not a, you're not a, a player, and they win. Uh, Miami A and M beat Miami, but Middle Tennessee State beat Miami, pushing Miami out of the top twenty five. And that's the first win in program history for Middle Tennessee State over a top 25 team. I think they were 0 for 19 or something like that. Transfer portal. My goodness. It was a crazy day. Uh, Tennessee wins. Mm -hmm. How about Minnesota? Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) It was it was just one of those days. USC had their hands full with Oregon State. Yes, they did. What was it, 17-14, I yep. think? Yep. Minnesota, uh, they they not only won, they shellacked Michigan State 34-7. And boy, they uh that was that was an impressive win. But you know, we Again, first win against the top against the top ranked team in the AP poll for Middle Tennessee State, and that that will do it for Miami. So does that does that do anything to the A and M win over Miami? Depends on what happens from here. I mean, it takes the shine off for right now, but if they come back and play well the rest of the way, it it doesn't. I I, I think it takes the shine off of that win. But it that certainly doesn't take the shine off of a win over a top ten team in Arkansas. No, again, I, I think maybe later on it it probably will come out in the wash that it doesn't so much unless Miami just completely flushes from here, which could happen. I don't know. So with Kansas State's win over Oklahoma, they're now number twenty five in the land. Where's Kansas? Where's KU? Where Come are the four and O Jayhawks? Where are the four and O Jayhawks in this thing? I I don't know. Maybe they think reality's fixing to hit. I have no idea. I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it. You're telling me there's not a place for the Kansas Jayhawks at four and O, including as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, two road wins. It's not like that they're beating the Sisters of the Poor at home. They went on the road and beat West Virginia. 
and they went on the road and beat Houston, who at the time was a top program. You know, now Houston is, I don't even think Houston's in the top 25 anymore. No, they're not. They're not. They barely beat Rice. Yeah. Well, things, things ain't as perfect as people thought they were with the U of H. So, and so Oklahoma State moves up to number nine. Baylor is 16. Oklahoma drops to 18. Uh, and Kansas State's in at 25. So, yeah, Oklahoma State just stayed leveled. They were at yeah, nine last week, yeah, too. They're at nine again. They didn't play. I mean, you know. So, there you have it. That's a look at the uh, the top 25 and in a quick glance around. And I guarantee you there's others. Uh, what was it? Stephen F. Austin beat somebody 98 to nothing? They beat an NAIA team, and they had to schedule that because Lamar dropped out of the whack. So they had, it was like a last-minute scheduling decision, and it was it was bad. They, we, that's what we were talking about with Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. Sam Houston had some some scheduling difficulties because Incarnate Word and Lamar went back to the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but scheduling that game and playing it, did it really do you any good? Nothing. Nothing. Sold you some beer at the concession stand. I guess. It. No, I mean, you know – Look, be proud. You won 98. I, I don't, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. You you got nothing accomplished Mm-mm. on a Saturday afternoon. No. And I know it's made some headlines and everything like that, but did you – I don't know. I, I didn't see it, so I don't even want to talk about it. But other than we wouldn't have brought it up with – Yeah, without lighting up the scoreboard like that. I mean, I get it. You want to play a game. I understand that. But if you can't find somebody that's going to give you an opportunity to get better, I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. That's, that's just, that's, yeah, I know. You, you could have you done good on good scrimmage on Saturday afternoon in a practice and got more out of it probably. Right. I agree. But, and again, I know you got to open the turnstiles and, and, and charge some people to come in yeah. and see that mess. Mm-hmm. But good gracious, 98 you know, you to nothing. You don't play an NAI school. You just don't. Nope. I don't think. I'm with you on that. All right, it's 8-13, 13 minutes after 8. We want to just kind of go around the Big 12 because it was a crazy day in the conference. It was a crazy day in college football, and that's what makes college football so much fun, and that's why you need a playoff. Did anybody on this planet have Middle Tennessee State beating Miami? No. Uh, no. No. And it wasn't a fluke. They beat Miami. Well, and that's why I have been a advocate of expanding the playoffs to bigger because any anything can happen on a Saturday. And, you know, no, they there's no way that so-and-so could beat so-and-so. Well, it's happened already three or four times this year. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you know what? It does kind of – one thing the portal has done is kind of balance some of the – the, the some of the stuff because you you got look the, there's there Kansas is getting more pub right now than they ever have when it comes to football mm-hmm. I mean they're they're being talked about and there's stories on them and on the internet and there's you know newspapers there's all kinds of stuff and that's because they have gotten it done and gotten off to the four and zero start so you know do the, do the where does it go. With KU, I mean, anybody going to say, you know what, they can't win? You know, we don't think that they're going to have a a 
large run in the in the Big Twelve? Never know. But you never know. And I'm not you know, I mean I didn't think they'd go on the road and beat West Virginia. They're not having to get on the radio at halftime and beg people to come to the stadium. Nope, they're certainly not. Well, there you go. All right, uh, 8-15, 15 after 8, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore and head football coach Dave Aranda. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquite jalapeno roasted corn, plus our their new Barria menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, it's 8-18. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports. Tom Ward, Ryan. <sighs> 
Can we can we just play that music for a while? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm trying to build up the nerve to say, good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning, Tom. Thanks a lot. I've missed you guys all weekend. And you can even say good morning. I, well, Lord. We worked, good morning. We worked this weekend. I mean, you could have been with us hanging out. I was cleaning house, you know. Baking cookies. Y'all stop with the. I don't bake. I, I'll cook, but I do not bake. That you got to measure things and count. <laughs> I don't like to count. It's like a hundred miles or, or more. more. Or, yeah. So this is like two ounces or more. Yeah. Let me put this. I have to actually look up what is two ounces. Like how many cups is that? Not very many. Or inches or whatever. You know. <laughs> never mind. Okay. I was going to say how many cups. You know, cups. Are there is a, cups and ounces? There would be ounces in cups. Yes. Okay, we'll see. I don't know. All right. What What are we talking about today? Well, so this is a little trivia today. Uh-huh. Okay, no stories, no new sports. That's later on. So there were some polls taken like Sports Illustrated, and they did the top 10 sports that are most looked up or watched around the world. Well, we kind of know what the first one's going to be, right? Soccer. Soccer. You know what the second one is? I don't even know what this is. Cricket. Yes. What crickets? Cricket, cricket? Cricket. Oh, cricket's fun. You I get don't even know. You it's get to very, wear, it's very popular. I'm terrified of crickets. It's. Why would you want to play cricket? No, it's. You get to it wear white. It doesn't involve crickets. What do you do? So they can't, it's baseball like. Pretty much, but the games can last like a whole day. Oh, that's too much working out. But yeah, cricket. I, I'll look that up. The next one, you'll never guess what it is. I bet you won't. Curling. Basketball. And then the fourth one is American football, and the fifth one is golf. And then baseball. I would have thought football before basketball. But no. No, basketball is more global. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess so. And then number seven was tennis. Mm-hmm. Another, another global sport. Number eight. Golf. Swimming. No, golf was number five. Oh, okay. yes. How'd you know that, Ryan? I guessed. Oh, okay. Number nine. Don't is- ever admit that. Tell her and say, you know what? <laughs> I'm a walking encyclopedia of sports knowledge. <laughs> Number nine. What do you think it is, Ward? Track and field. No. Thanks, Ward. Is your name Ward, Ryan? <laughs> no, his name is Ryan, not Ward, I- Ryan. I will say NASCAR. <laughs> no, NASCAR didn't even make the top 10. Oh, that's surprising. Boxing. Yeah. Okay. Boxing. And then that. the top, you know. Number 10, I don't know about this one. This one's kind of debatable. Volleyball. Hmm. They play it everywhere. I don't know. And it's an Olympic sport. It is. I know it's an Olympic sport. I've seen it. But I didn't know what cricket was. And I thought number two over baseball and golf is cricket. Do we even have teams in the United States that have cricket teams? Oh, yeah. There's there's cricket everywhere. I think there's clubs. Um, Down in Miami, they play cricket quite a bit i'll have to look it up but yeah i just thought that was interesting i saw cricket yeah they have like a world cup for two where the national teams play each other you're into it, cricket aren't you ryan i'm not into it i mean i've, I've watched highlights before to try to figure out what's going on i but. gave you the answer already <laughs> i am a walking encyclopedia of sports knowledge he's just trying to mess me up it's all right ryan i didn't know what cricket was so. did Anyways. you i mean what what brought that on i mean why did you look that up i was just you know Surfing the internet, and there it was. I was like, "Isn't that interesting?" Oh, the internet, where where everybody gets Google. every, every uh, all their information. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's all true, right? Well, yeah, not there all. is a Team USA for cricket. How about who see? knew? Is it an Olympic sport? Uh, I don't think cricket I don't is think an it Olympic is. sport. I'm not real. Sh- I, no, I'm I'm positive it's not. It's huge in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Australia, very New Zealand. All, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Auckland. Auckland. What's Auckland? Auckland, Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, Auckland. And then it's, it's really big in Asia too. Well, I'd have never seen it. I'd really never even heard you of it. You probably have seen it. And you probably have gone. What's that? Maybe I'll have to like surf the internet some more and find some images of it. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Number two. Well, there you go. All there right. You go. So I would have never guessed that cricket would have been that high. Me neither. I, I know. Because it, it does Well, it doesn't. It's it doesn't come to to mind because we don't think about it. Maybe we should play it. Is it hard to play? It takes all day. Uh, is it like a it, lot of rules? There are some games that have lasted like multiple days. Oh, see, I can't in do cricket. That. Yeah. No. It's not like timed. Well, it's like I think it's just you have to get to a certain score to win. Yeah. And well, I don't have time to play all day. I got things to do. Well, good. <laughs> Speaking of which, are, are you going to hang out with me today? I am. Four to six, we will be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Waco over there by Central Marketplace to get ready for the. In fact, it's right in the Central Marketplace. It is. Yeah. It is. Not buy it. Are you coming over, Ward, to see me? Hmm. You never know. <laughs> he rolls his eyes. Hey, you know what Corey says? You know, he may be yanking our chain here a little bit, but Corey says on the CNC Collision Center text line, Texas has the largest cricket complex in the United States of America. Really? How about there you that? Go. Where is that at, Corey? Like in Texas? Where is that? At? I don't know where it'd be. I'll look I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to look, look up. that up. Maybe it's down like at UT or Austin or something. UT or Austin. Well, they're in the same city. Really? I mean, they <laughs> UT's in Welcome Austin. Welcome to the party. <laughs> UT's in Austin. I'm just saying that maybe it's down in Austin. Keep Austin weird. It's in Prairie View. Where is Prairie View? Down near Houston? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you heard of Prairie View A&M? Yeah, I think. No, she hadn't. Okay, I've heard of A&M. <laughs> Way to go, Corey. Way to go, yeah, educate That's us. huge. That's, that's cool. Like, oh, it is an unbelievably large that's, complex. Go to the... That's like nine fields. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Well, there you go. That's all I got for y'all Texas. today. Texas. See, you don't have to go to Australia to, to play it. Let's go Maybe. to Prairie View. Let's go to Prairie View and try it out. There you go. Road trip. All right. Uh, thanks, Steph. We, we appreciate it. All right. I'll see you at four o'clock. All right. Have a good day. You too. Go sell something. All right. Here's Stephanie from Sales. Ooh. Ah, so did you ever think with what happened over this weekend that we would ever mention cricket <laughs> with all the football that was played and, and will be played tonight? Cricket. I want to go watch some of this. Got to figure it out. Yeah. I've seen like highlights and bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at some scores and it's like 125 to 126. It lasts a while. I, I know nothing 278 about 278 to 217. I don't either. Or, or, you know, I and don't then, even know how then, it's scored. And then there's one that's 7 0. <laughs> defense. <Wow. laughs> you win with defense, guys, and you know that. Speaking oh. of which, was there much defense played Saturday night in uh, in Abilene with uh, Mary Harden Baylor? And yeah, there, I mean, you know, 50 you, to 20. Well, 
three touchdowns were accounted to the defense. Really? So, yeah, there was a lot of defense played. Tell us a little bit about the, the win and, you know, wh- where where do you see UMHB now? Are they uh, – clearly they're in the driver's seat to win the conference. Yeah, yeah, you would think they would be in the driver's seat to win the conference. I, You know, I don't know how it's going to come out as far as playoffs, where, where you're going to be and what you're going to do as far as being home throughout the playoffs, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just going to depend on how they finish from here on out and, and how everybody finishes ahead of them. But, you know, Harden Simmons, again, came out, got the ball across the 50 to the 45 and went on a 45-yard uh, drive in three plays and went up seven to nothing. And, and, and you know, a lot of teams would have kind of sat there and been a little bit shell-shocked. UMHB is not one of those teams. They drive down the field, get a field goal, make it 6-3, and then uh, Harden-Simmons answers with their own field goal, made it 6-3, and then, um, excuse me, uh, then UMHB answers with another field goal, made it 6-6, and you thought, well, you know, how is this, how is this going to, you know, affect them, and, and they start, playing really, really well on defense and then start the second quarter and uh, Glenn throws a deep pass and goes back in front of UMHB and then here comes UMHB and ties it back up and all of a sudden the defense after uh, Harden-Simmons takes the lead and it was like a, a heavyweight fight there for a minute, you know. One team was just throwing haymakers in the middle of the ring and see who could stand up, but those Back-to-back-to-back to back to back scores. You know, they uh, Kyle King hit Brandon Jordan with a a uh, pass in the corner of the end zone after a 97-yard kick return by uh, K.J. Miller, which I can't figure out why anybody puts it in K.J. Miller's hands at any time, but he carries it down to the three-yard line. UMHB puts it in the end zone, and the ensuing kickoff, two plays later, Johnny Smith-Ryder punches the ball out, then scoops and scores from 25 yards out and makes it 29-20. to 20. And then just a couple of minutes later on the second play of the next drive, uh, uh, Duran Hill gets his own scoop and score for 33 yards, makes it 36-20 going into the locker room, and it's pretty comfortable at that point. You think, well, okay, you got a couple of big plays on defense, and you're okay, but hang on. You know, they're, they're, they're not done yet, and – UMHB deferred to the second half. They got the ball coming out of the locker room, and they went on a seven-minute drive and punched it in the end zone, and it was over at that point, uh, 43-20. And you didn't see much fight left in Harden-Simmons after that drive. I think that was the key drive to the ball game. There's no doubt. And so then they went on and scored again and and put the thing away? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they score again in the third quarter. uh, And another, you know, three-minute drive to put it in the end zone. And you stayed on the ground, and Cormier, uh, from two yards out, puts it in the end zone, makes it fifty to twenty, and it, and it was, it got real quiet in that stadium. <laughs> and you, and you say you think it was close to a sellout on the home side? Yeah, it, there was an empty seat from my view. Wow, how about that? Mm-hmm. Big game, well, big game, and well, and, and they played the heck out of UMHB last year. Yeah, highly so anticipated were, game. Right. You know, a lot of the. D three representatives were there. Really? Yeah. So I mean, there was it was it was the big game of the week. How about that? There you go. 
All right, uh, eight thirty. Uh, and um, now, what's up? What's next for for the uh, for Austin the crew? College at home next uh, next Saturday, two o'clock kickoff afternoon ball game for the crew. So the the, uh, the kangaroos will come bouncing in for a uh, afternoon game. Yeah. Anybody see how? Yeah, I saw how you did that. Yeah, that was great. We'll yeah. have the Larry Harmon show tomorrow night at six o'clock over on Fox too. So Fox Sports Central Texas. There you go. All right, uh, we uh, we're in the Allen Samuel Studios this morning, and we're brought to you in part by Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at eighteen ten Herring. Oh my goodness, uh, I want one right now. I mean, I, I literally want one right now. It's, it's that good. The best burgers around, and you know, I don't know if it's the TLC they put into it or if it's that special seasoning they put into it, but whatever it is, it is G double O D good. It, it really, really is, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to to enjoy that burger hot and fresh, made just the way you like it. I mean, if you want, I, I watched them the other day. Uh, because they cook on that flat top right in front of you, though know, they got the, uh, the the stools at the bar, and that's where I like to sit and, and and visit and talk sports with all the guys there. But I was watching. I mean, how many people take their onions and their jalapenos and grill them? I mean, they, they just chop them all up and grill them and, and mix them in, and that that's one of the toppings that goes with the lettuce and the tomatoes and and the pickles and everything else that goes into the burger. And it's just. I mean, you can have it any way you want it, but uh, yeah, you can. So you can have an onion, or you can have a grilled onion. You can have a jalapeno, or you can have a grilled jalapeno. It's, however you want it, you can get it at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. And again, if you um, maybe you had a burger yesterday, maybe you grilled out yesterday, and you're looking for something else. I don't know why you would, but if you do, how about a chicken fried steak sandwich, a grilled chicken sandwich, Philly cheese steak sandwich. Uh, and, of course, they have all the other fun stuff, fries, curly fries, tots, onion rings. They can do it all at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. 1810 Herring, and you tell them Tom sent you. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday at my local grocery store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy? Negative. There's an awesome invention called fire, and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste uh, great and killing yeah. bacteria and parasites and things that raw yeah. food may contain. No, it's kind of fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he can <laughs> soup some sushi. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Texas. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Are you frustrated with rising cost of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. 
TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five of the AP poll. Oklahoma State stays at nine. Baylor up one spot after their win over Iowa State. Oklahoma down 12 spots to 18 after their loss to Kansas State. Kansas State in at 25. Texas falls out of the top 25 after their loss to Texas Tech. UMHB rolls past Harden-Simmons on the road 50 to 20. The crew is up one spot to number four, and Harden-Simmons drops to number 10 in the D3 poll. NFL Players Association won a review of the concussion protocol after Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa returned to the game quickly in the Dolphins' win over the Bills. Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football tonight versus the Giants. Get ready for the game with Tom Barfield for a pregame from 4-6 to six at Buffalo Wild Wings, live on ESPN Central Texas. Then hear all the action of the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Eight thirty-six. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up tonight, it is the Cowboys and the New York Giants from the Meadowlands. Ah. We, we begin at 4 o'clock this afternoon. We're going to be broadcasting live over at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll be there 4 to 6, leading into the uh, 6 o'clock pregame, and then the kick at 7.15 or so tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Cowboys and the Giants with uh, Pro Bowl quarterback Cooper Rush at the helm. <laughs> that gave you the opportunity to talk about I'm not the- even going to dignify that. <laughs> gave you the opportunity to talk about the Pro Bowl. Oh, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I said. <laughs> well, I mean, you went so far off the rails. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Speaking of the Pro Bowl. Yes, 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 indeed we are. The NFL replaces the Pro Bowl with the Pro Bowl games, featuring week-long skills competition and a flag football game. Wow. They are dropping the Pro Bowl. It's been the showcase of the NFL since 1951. Do you remember? It'll be held in Las Vegas. Really? Not Hawaii, huh? Yep. I thought they'd go to Hawaii. Take them all to Hawaii and play the skills games or whatever. But don't you remember when once upon a time you'd have that game with with the draft picks, you know, the college players? Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to that little ditty? Well, they just all of that stuff's gone away. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's it's I think there's a culmination of a couple of things that have made it last year was a joke and they lost a lot of viewership because it was a joke. And I mean throughout the middle of the game, people just said, "You know what? 
I'm not watching this garbage, and I was one of them. Um, and I, I, it, I don't, I don't guess the players really want to pursue playing a a true football game. Well, in that situation, and you know why? Well, they 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 don't know. want to risk injury for for nothing, yeah, basically. Basically, so you know, I I've never seen so boy. <laughs> I, I've never I don't get it because the game of football is the game of football and now preseason you might as well play flag football in preseason because you're not going to play anybody I mean is that what we're heading to is a flag football league because they're paid way too much money for for playing a kids game that you should play for the love of the game but that's out the window now I mean, I know it sounds like get off my lawn, kid, but I mean, the game of football is a violent game. It always has. It hasn't changed. But now, hey, hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to ask you do you do you not agree the speed of the game has changed? Maybe a little bit, but I mean, it's it, it's still, I mean, it's always been a violent game. Players are stronger. It, so I mean, it. Oh, I, I know. I, I, I don't, mean, I get it. it. It's. You have a lot more protection nowadays, too. So, I mean, it, it's always been a violent game. You've always gone out and played the game 100% every time you stepped on the field, no matter what. I mean, there's got to be some of those guys that are you know, still hanging around that, that played the game back in the day at a high level that just watch the NFL now and, and look around going, what, what happened? What happened to the game we love? And I... I, I'm one of them. I it's not it's not the same game as it used to be, unfortunately. And we, you know, we coddle these guys, and we, you know, I I'm okay. Go get what you can get, and if they're gonna give it to you, take it and stand for what you want. But I think, as it does a lot of things, money ruined the game. All right. So the Pro Bowl's gone. Mm-hmm. But we're in a, we're in the regular season right now. I, I know you like the Eagles. What do we think of the New York Giants? They're a good football team. Do we know that? Well, I mean, they have been so far. Well, they beat Tennessee and they beat Carolina. Mm-hmm. So what? I, anytime you win an NFL game, you're a good football team. Bottom line. Then the Cowboys they're, are a good football team. They beat I, Cincinnati. I don't think they're a bad football team. I don't think they're a you know. I don't think they're a great football team. I don't think the Giants are a great football team, but they're a good football team. They can win on they can win a football game on a Sunday. Cowboys are gonna have to come out and play. If you think the Giants are gonna lay down at, at home for the Cowboys, you're mistaken. The Giants have won have, they're two and zero, and you're right. You you win either you win or you lose. I get it, and you play the schedule that's in front of you. But let's let's. You know, pump the brake a little bit. Tennessee's one and two. Carolina's one and two. So they beat two one and two football teams. So I mean, I don't know what to think of the Giants. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out a little bit tonight, I guess. Do you have the Cowboys winning or losing? I got the Cowboys winning. I got the Giants winning. I got the Cowboys winning. Um, history is a factor here. I mean, you can't really look on past seasons, but Cowboys have won nine out of the last ten against this club. But, again, looking at the Giants' side of that, they know that as well, so they might be playing with a 
especially coming into the game two and zero, playing with a chip. Well, on their there, there's your answer right there. They're they're two and zero. They're a two and zero football team, and you know they're like, hey, <laughs> you know, uh, we're a good football team. And w- w- what point in the season are we to start determining? If a t- if a team is zero and three, do do we immediately say they're they're a bad football team and they're done? In this league, I don't think you can say they're done. Is but Washington you, done? For example, well, Washington is not a very good football team. I don't care what. But their we knew that is. going in. Yeah. So it, it didn't take playing games to make that determination. Not for me, it didn't. I mean, I I don't have confidence in any team that has Carson Wentz at quarterback. <laughs> Sorry. He hasn't proved me wrong yet. And I know Philadelphia got to the Super Bowl and he played well, but he had a hell of a team around him. And he got hurt and Yeah, and yeah. And, and and your backup Nick Foles, you know, got the MVP in the Super Bowl. What does that tell yeah. you? You know, he he didn't drive it up on the curb either. So you had a good cast around you. I and, and maybe part of the problem with Carson Wentz is he's injury prone. Maybe that's part of it, and he's just never fully healthy. I don't know. He just never has impressed me as a great quarterback. Man, I'm I'm looking at the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, they're the they're only three. They're the only zero and three team in the league. What do we think of them? Are are they done? Or I mean, is are they hit? Is is you know pack it in, kid? You you, you you've got fourteen more games, but. You're playing for next year? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't I just I don't think they're that bad a football team. They just is not they've not been able to win a game the first three games. But you look at their roster and and they've got they've got some players that you would think they're gonna be okay. Yeah, they've argue, arguably the top receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. Yeah, there's no doubt. So I but at the end of the day, they're zero and three. Well, they are, but I, I, I don't expect them to. I don't think they're going to go winless this year. They're not going to be that team, are they? Oh no, I don't. I don't. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't think. You, I, I mean, I don't know, know but I mean, you, you wouldn't think. But something's got to be going on there. They're zero and three. I mean, you are. Who said that? You are who, who, what your record says you are. I mean, you know. So, well, the team that surprised me up to this point has been Jacksonville. They shut out Indy last week, twenty-four nothing, and then Indy turned around and beat Kansas City yesterday. Yes, they did, twenty to seventeen. And then they beat Jacksonville, beat the Chargers, thirty-eight to ten yesterday as well. I mean, that where where do they come from? And how about your NFL highlighted game last night? Yeah, that eleven to ten. Oh. <laughs> to not very good. Eleven to ten. And he, look, you mentioned the Raiders zero and three. Mm-hmm. There's, there is such a thing as being snake bit. I mean, anybody that thinks that that's not a true thing is not played athletics very long. And right now, the Raiders are snake bit. I mean, they get bit, beat twenty four to nineteen, twenty nine twenty three, and twenty four twenty two. Again, you are who your record says you are, just like you said. But I mean, sometimes you just you can't get out of your own way, and things happen, and you know they they start rolling on you. I maybe they get out of the ditch against the Broncos. I don't know. I, I you know they do have the Texans in three weeks. Texans are abysmal, but they're not zero three. They're a bad football team. 
All right. a bad football team. <laughs> you got to admit that. Yeah, they are. I, I think there's several. They, they don't have a very good quarterback running that football team right now. No, but we all know that whole story on how that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just they talk about being snake bit. That organization has got bit by a snake, and they it's going to take them a little bit to get back on track, I think. All right, 847. That's a kind of a quick glance. So you have the Giants winning? Yes. Cowboys. I'm going I I just think they I, And again, how good is Tampa? Uh they didn't move the ball very well yesterday. I again, we're so stinking early in this thing. Yeah, but that was a great football game. It was. It was two good football teams getting after it. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, but there wasn't just exactly a ton of offense produced by two. I don't need great a lot. Quor- of, I don't need a lot I, of offense. I know what you're saying, but when you tell me that that's a great quarterback and it, on the other side's a great quarterback, you would think that there would be a little more offense than that. Well, maybe. You know, uh, no, it was a. I, I'm like you. 17-14's fine, but I'd, I'd have. I'd rather have 17-14 than 49-47. Me too. Any day of the week. I would. There's more strategy in 17-14 than there is in who can outscore who, who has the ball last. It just is. So no, I'm with you. But when you, you when you saw that, okay, hey, the Packers are going to Tampa Bay. You know, back when you when you got the schedule and you pulled the schedule out and you're looking at the schedule, you know, several months ago, mm-hmm. you, you're thinking Tampa and Green Bay. You're thinking there's some offense that's going to be produced in that football game, and there wasn't a whole lot. No, there wasn't. I mean, again, it was a heck of a football game. But w- with that said, I thought there'd be both a little defenses bit. were flying around. Yeah, the they football. were. Yeah, they were. Uh, you know, and, and what I liked about okay, this guy makes a catch, but he makes a catch and he's immediately tackled instead of getting ten yards. He got seven. Now you got a punt. I mean, so plays were successful, but they weren't getting the extra yards. I mean. It was it was an interesting game. Uh, now, it, it, did you see guys? I mean, it must have been incredibly hot in Miami. By the way, uh, you had guys they going were down. Dropping. Oh, were they ever? Were they ever? So that was a unbelievably interesting. I mean, you just looked around and guys were just flat out gassed in, in that football game. All right, eight forty nine. We got to get up. We're up against the clock here. Want to tell you that uh, we are brought to you in part by. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. They carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. And uh, they also have square tubing, one half inch to six inches for all your weekend projects. If uh, if you're building a metal building or maybe a barn dominium, you need some help, well, let the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe help you. They can, they can help you find the best contractor for your project. They've got uh, two locations. They're in Bryan, and they're also here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, and on Saturdays, 8 until noon, and soon – and soon, and I mean real soon, they're going to be out on uh, Loop 340 next to Busby Feed. Great folks, John and, and Braden and all the Emery's doing, uh, been doing this for four generations. It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. So here comes third and five. Only heard here. Inside the 10. Brady and the gun third down. Snap back. All season. Looking around. Flushed out. Parsons has second. 
Parsons again. Monday night, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from MetLife Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys, Giants, Monday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. It's fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by ASCO Equipment. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson remain in the top five of the AP poll. Oklahoma State stays at nine. Baylor up one spot after their win over Iowa State. Oklahoma down 12 spots to 18 after their loss to Kansas State. Kansas State in at 25. Texas falls out of the top 25 after their loss to Texas Tech. UMHB rolls past Harden-Simmons on the road 50-20. to 20. The crew is up one spot to number four, and Harden-Simmons drops to number 10 in the D3 poll. NFL Players Association want a review of the concussion protocol after Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa returned to the game quickly in the Dolphins' win over the Bills. Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football tonight versus the Giants. Get ready for the game with Tom Barfield for a pregame from 4-6 to six at Buffalo Wild Wings, live on ESPN Central Texas. Then hear all the action of the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. 8.54, we're six away from nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John's coming up at three this afternoon. He'll have a lot of the uh, press conference from uh, from today. We, uh, uh, we'll have Dave Aranda uh, with a press conference this morning at around 11.30 or so over at, uh, over at Baylor University. So we'll be there for that. And John will have a lot of that for you uh, coming up this afternoon on the program at three. Matt Mosley's in at four. And again, we're going to be over at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings four until six. And I know it kind of got lost because of football. 
But I think it's important to note that the um, U.S. team defeated the international team 17.5 to 12.5 in the uh, President's Cup, which is, you know, you got the Ryder Cup, which is the Americans versus the Europeans. Well, this is the Americans versus everybody else, minus the Europeans. And uh, and they've been very dominant in this this uh, series. I think the series is only like 16 matches old or something like that, maybe 17 but uh, that was a 17.5 to 12.5 win for the Americans uh, on uh, on Sunday at Quill Hollow. Uh, I watched a lot of it uh, on Sunday. I, I, I thought it was I, – I like that team competition and I like that, you know, that kind of the USA and the chants and, you know, and the, and the exuberance that they show. Because most of the time there's not a ton of emotion in golf, but uh, it, it, in these events, yeah, crowd gets into it. Get, they get a little noisy and – and the players, uh, you know, they they get a little uh, they get a little fired up as well. So it's kind of fun to watch. So anyway, uh, Ward, what was uh, in, in, and I know we're up against the clock, but what was your big takeaway from the weekend in football? Uh, well, for me, UMHB with a a exclamation point in that win. If you'd have told me when I got in the car Saturday morning and driving to Abilene that there was going to be seventy points put up on the board and it was going to be a thirty point gap between those two teams. Mm-hmm. I would have giggled at you and said, I, I want some of what you got. <laughs> For you, Ryan? Uh, no, the, the high school games across the board last week were really fun. The game I was at, Robinson-Hillsboro, the huge 27-point com- comeback by Hillsboro. It, that was that was fun. That was my highlight of the weekend. Uh, the way the Bears played on the road uh, against uh, Iowa State in Ames was uh, was was very promising, uh, and that, that's, that's exciting to see. So that is going to do it for us. Hey, have yourself a great day. And again, John Morris is up at 3. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 7. We'll also see you at Buffalo Wild Wings this afternoon at 4. Have a great day.